everyone, welcome to Heart's Happiness Podcast. The place where I, Manpreet, share my journey of healing intergenerational family trauma to help you to understand your story. I share a bunch of tools and tips that will transform your mental health and allow you to find your own heart's happiness. So exciting, right? Each episode will cover one of three areas. One, raising awareness of what this trauma actually is and how it hides in our lives. Two, tools, tips, support, lots of different things that I've used to get better and heal from this trauma. And three, I'll be connecting you with so many specialists and therapists and coaches as guests on my show. So we are going to transform your mental health and empower you to take your healing by the hands and move forward. Hello everyone, welcome back for another episode of Heart's Happiness. We are talking about complex PTSD in families today. So I'll be explaining what complex PTSD is again, but I do have some other podcasts on this. And then we'll be talking about how um, we kind of have these roles within families. Um, So just being aware of what um, is happening in your own family system and how you can um, change that because that can be really toxic for yourself. So that's what we're talking about. And do remember you are listening to my podcast, so you're entitled to a free coaching call for 40 minutes by just email emailing me at manpri at hearthappiness.co.uk and I'll give you some pointers um, for your healing journey and I'll, and I can fill you in on my services as well. So that's free anytime, just drop me an email. And there's more details on my website, hearthappiness.co.uk and I've got some really great freebies on there like um, a free masterclass with me and also a great reading list that can really um, fast track some of your healing. And that means you'll get an email from me every week where I'm filling you in on um, just stuff that's going on in my own healing journey and things that are working for me. Okay, so let's get down to complex PTSD. So just a little refresher on what it is. So it is similarly to a PTSD, right? So imagine when somebody goes from a big traumatic event like 9-11. Let's say 9-11 gives somebody 10,000 units of trauma and then they experience PTSD afterwards, so they're stuck in a survival pattern and have anxiety and depression because of what they've experienced. The same thing happens in childhood. So someone like me has experienced complex PTSD, which means I had 10,000 moments where I felt unsafe and afraid. So when I was growing up with my alcoholic granddad, I used to hold my breath around him. So that's like one moment of trauma. But when you've had so many of them and you've sort of lived your life, especially those early stages of your life, experiencing fear on a regular basis, then you also um, have a form of PTSD. And then this can really show up in your life because you're struggling with relationships, you're struggling with depression and anxiety, with addictions, because you have got complex PTSD. And it's like, I just think, I don't like labels. I think it's just a great way to understand yourself. And it's a, it's really serious. It can really affect us. But what I've thought about since learning that I have complex PTSD is that actually my entire family had it as well. So my mum, my dad, my grandparents, my brother, all of us, my uncles, my aunties, um, they'd experience fear. And that's so much around that intergenerational trauma. So, you know, I'd grown up with an alcoholic granddad and a dad who was had narcissistic qualities. Um, but then so did my dad. He also grew up with an alcoholic who was narcissistic. So he experienced that fear in childhood and had complex PTSD himself and then was stuck in a repeating pattern with his own family. And that's what happens in our entire family system. So, you know, everybody 
has it, can have it, you know, if you look at your own family structure, and then we start to take on roles um, to um, survive in that family system. Um, And basically, there's a couple of ways in which we do this. Um, I've mentioned the drama triangle before in a previous episode, but just to recap, the triangle has three points. The persecutor, the person that's blaming others for when they're um, dysregulated emotionally. And then we've got the victim, the one that's being having a go at. And then we've got the rescuer that's trying to save the situation. So what we'll find in our family systems that will be falling into one of these roles. And we will also be um, what is called over-functioning or under-functioning. So in my family, for example, I was a massive over-functioner. So I would do more um, to help my brother or my dad and my mum even to emotionally regulate. So I'd be giving them a load of energy in order to do that. Um, and this made me very drained. I mean, meant that I didn't have energy for myself. And that was the system we were all in. in. So when I was caretaking my brother and my mum, for example, that means that they didn't have to um, learn how to do it themselves, um, which is actually doing them such a disservice because they can take care of themselves and grow and heal from their past. I don't need to do it for them. So just be really mindful of what roles you're slipping into in the in the drama triangle. And also if you are over-functioning in relationships, because what you need to do is just take a deep breath and take care of your own emotions. Okay, so often when we're wanting to over-function or to fix others or to please others or to rescue others, it's because we're experiencing a feeling ourselves. So the feeling might be guilt or shame or fear. And because we're, you know, that emotion just feels so overwhelming in our body because of that complex PTSD, we can try to like fix it by doing the rescuing or the over-functioning. But this actually does a disservice to the entire family system because it means nobody has to get help. So for a long, long time, um, we as a family really over-functioned for my dad, which is why when he, my mum left and separated from him, he really went into a massive um, depression and, and did actually take his life because of we had been over-functioning for him for such a long time. So he didn't have the tools to know how to take care of himself, how to emotionally regulate. Um, and had we not done that, and had boundaries and said over the years, you know, that your behavior is not acceptable, you're going to have to go get some help. You know, that's really how we should have um, dealt with the situation, but we didn't. Um, and that's because we were in a, a drama triangle. It's because we were over-functioning on a daily basis. That was how our system of our family was made. Um, there is also something called um, control drama, which um, we can fall into in families. So you've got um, the intimidator. So this is... Um, the person in your family system that is the most aggressive. They are people that bully. They will be in their fight response generally if they're um, if their nervous system is activated. They can use physical violence or emotional abuse to bring your energy. So they literally take your energy to help them to emotionally regulate. So they feel in control of the relationship. And when they sort of blow up like that, that's how they emotionally regulate. So like for my dad, for example... If he was really tired at work, from work, and he came home, he would really get angry at me and my brother. And that's because he was actually taking our energy in order to emotionally regulate. And then um, we'll, like, fall into um, some two others that are less aggressive in a moment. We also have the interrogator. So this is the person, and again, this was my dad very much. Um, This is the individual that's very patronising, um, offers helpful, helpful suggestions 
uh, but they're really designed to put you down. So it's quite a lot of gaslighting. So, you know, thinking, you know, you would look better if you lost a bit of weight. Have you considered that you should leave that relationship? So again, um, you may notice that there are individuals in your family that are like this. Like I, I certainly have some, uh, many examples of those interrogators. So they're what, again, they're trying to take your energy by making you feel less than. Um, so that's kind of that control drama there. And then you've got aloof. Um, and this is um, very like passive, just doesn't, is very distant, doesn't say or anything um, to get people's attention. So basically a bit more like the silent treatment. Um, you know, they they can sort of pull back quite a bit and, and be seen as aloof. And then we've got the poor me, which is like the poor me controlled armor, which is the victim in the situation. Maybe they're the one that's getting shouted at. So they will, you know, it's a bit more of a passive aggressive approach. You know, you weren't around for me when this happened in my life. Um, so these are like different ways. Again, that's a way of taking somebody's energy um, and not having to deal with your own emotions. And that's the thing, our whole family system can be struggling um, with their own complex PTSD um, and then get stuck in these control dramas, in the drama triangle and in the overfunctioning and the underfunctioning. And it just means that our whole family system is actually unwell and sick. And the way in which you can really um, help your family and yourself is by changing your own behavior. You can't change anyone else but yourself. So that means not doing the control drama. That means not um, doing the overfunctioning or the underfunctioning. It means not being in the drama triangle. It means stepping back and listening to your own feelings and emotionally regulating them. So for example, um, if I, I've been making some changes in my own life where in the past I probably would have fallen into a victim, say, um, but what I do is I just take deep breaths. I check in with how I feel and what I need. I have a daily practice to take care of my nervous system and, and take care of myself in my health and well-being. And I take responsibility from that. So I'm not engaging in a control drama with anybody else to get their energy um, or I'm not doing any rescuing to make myself feel un you know, comfortable because somebody else is in pain. So what I've noticed by stepping back from the triangle is my own feelings and my own needs. And it also means that I have more energy for myself and for my own healing journey. And what happens in families is that all of us get caught in these repeating patterns and it can be so stressful and it means our relationships are not fulfilling they're just based on like this survival behavior. You know, we should be able to emotionally regulate and then express to our family members what we need and how we feel without being, you know, at the fear of being attacked. And we do that by taking care of ourselves, checking in with our own feelings, giving ourselves what I need, what we need, and then being able to communicate that to our loved ones in a healthy way. And what we might experience because we have been living in control dramas and overfunctioning is that we have a real um, real feeling about expressing ourselves. So for me, you know, putting in boundaries and saying no to people was such a difficult thing for me that when I did do it, I would be have ruminating thoughts, I would be, um, my heart would be racing, I would be feeling a lot of guilt and shame for putting my emotions first over somebody else's. But I had to sit in with that feeling because that was a, an act of self-care, putting in those boundaries and expressing them. Um, and this is something that I work on continually. 
So it's not the easiest area, you know, because when you change in your family relationships, there can be a reaction because that means other people have to do their work too and they have to take care of themselves. And sometimes based on where they are on their own healing journey, they can be quite upset about that and feel like, you know, you're persecuting them or you're, you know, they're really put out by you changing. So just be aware that that's really normal as you change as well. And just having, sending love and compassion to those relatives because, you know, it was a system that was, you know, that everybody thought was working and now you're not playing your role anymore. That means that system feels a little bit different um, and people can react to that. But again, just checking with yourself. What do you feel? What do you need on a continual basis is really, really important. Um, so just be really aware of that. And um, when we're trying to change these behaviours like the overfunctioning and the people pleasing, you know, we've been doing it for a long time. So the voice in our subconscious mind will really crank up a bit like, who do you think you are? What are you doing? Why are you so important? Why you're being so selfish? It'll be that voice in your head. Um, but you just need to breathe, take care of your nervous system um, and just pass through the moment because um, this there is no greater act of self-love and self-care than to do this in within your own family. And also it's so helpful to others as well. You know, I've certainly noticed by um, stepping out of the drama triangle um, and changing my role in my family with the control dramas, it means that other people have an opportunity to grow and to heal themselves rather than me controlling that for them. So when I was being silent and not expressing my truth, um, other people were getting away with maybe projecting their anger and their pain on me. Um, but now, where I refuse to be that place where somebody does that, they have to deal with it themselves. And, you know, that means it might mean they go get some counselling. It might mean that they go get some help. But that means that the family system gets healthier as a result. Um, you know, it's just so... It, because just notice, if you are in the control drama or you're like the victim in the drama triangle, like how horrible does that feel? That lowers your self-esteem, that lowers your self-worth. Um, it takes away your energy to get better and to grow. So that's why when you step out of these patterns and behaviours in your family system, it's a really claiming and empowering because you're actually taking control of your own emotions and your own feelings. And some people will come along with you and some people won't. And we covered that a little bit last uh, in the last podcast episode as well. But I just really wanted to make you aware. So after you listen to this, have a little think about your own family and yourself as well and where you are on that control drama. And next time, rather than going into the um, energy stealing exercise, focus on yourself and what you can give to yourself in that moment. And if you struggle with changing these behaviours, um, then just know that I'm always here. We can book a, um, like one of those free Zooms calls. Um, you can let me know about your situation. I can give you some tips. Um, and then if you did want more services, I have them. But there's no pressure on that. It's just about getting you to start changing some of this behavior. For me, it really felt like when I started to do this, it's like been reclaiming my own happiness. My self-worth has grown as a result. And I feel like my own parent. So I'm taking care of my inner child and her needs all of the time. And what I was doing before was betraying her um, because of other people's um, feelings and needs rather than my own. And turning myself really into like the sovereign of my own life, like taking care of myself unconditionally and doing what I need to to protect and take care of myself. Which does mean sometimes other people get upset because I'm no longer playing those games that I used to play. Um, but it just takes... 
repeating the action enough time to, and moving through the uncomfortable feelings. Um, when you've done it so many times, it doesn't feel like that anymore. So you can say no with such ease because you've done it so many times. Um, just like, you know, when you learned to drive, when you did it so many times, now you're fine. You can do it without thinking. But at the beginning, it was really uncomfortable. Your brain was going crazy. It was telling you, you can't do this. Um, when actually, you absolutely can. And it means that your family system has a chance to stop repeating these behaviours, right? And I also, you know, I haven't had my family yet, but I do plan to have to try and have one. And I really want to be a good example for my children of how not to be in these drama triangles and these control dramas. I want to show them that mum emotionally regulates. She takes care of herself and this is how you do it. So by you doing this and taking this power back, you are going to teach your family, your children, how to do it as well. And also your parents and the other people around you. And that creates change in the whole family system, which is absolutely amazing. And for me, that's what's our relationships can be such a source of our unhappiness and our discomfort because we are playing all these games and roles where we're exhausting ourselves and giving our energy away. Well, now we get to reclaim that energy and keep it for ourselves. And when we have it for ourselves, then we have the energy to do our self-care. We have the energy to notice what behaviours we need to change. We have the energy to have new skills. Whereas before, we didn't have the energy because we just felt so exhausted from doing the control dramas, etc. So be really honest with yourself. Come up with a couple of actions about how, after this podcast episode, you are going to start changing your role in that over-functioning or under-functioning control dramas and that drama triangle. I hope you found that helpful and I will be back next week. And there we have it, guys. An episode completed. I hope you enjoyed it and it raised a load of awareness in your mind. There was alarm bells going. You were all like, ding, that's totally me because that's what I was like when I started this journey. And that is the start of the process, finding out this information and realizing it has happened in your own life. So I really hope it was helpful. And before the next episode coming out next Wednesday, be sure to check us out on Instagram. So it's hearts underscore underscore happiness. Also, we have a YouTube channel where I share the videos I create for Instagram on. So you can check that out. They come on about once a week. And then we also have a Facebook group if you want to join to carry on the conversation. I want to create a community where we're all talking about our very real experiences and traumas. And then there is also my website called heartshappiness.co.uk, which you can check out to join our mailing list so that as I create new services and support tools for you all, you're the first to find out. And I have a freebie on there, so definitely check that out. It's five books that transformed my healing. So if you really want to kickstart and you know you're liking the content in here, these books are like the basis of so much of my knowledge. So definitely check that out. And I will speak to you next week. I'm so excited to continue this journey with you to help you to find your own heart's happiness. Take care.